powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. And welcome back, everybody, to Game Over Toronto. Look at that. Back from Look the Battle that. of Ontario with a 3-2 L- win over the Ottawa yeah. Senators. It was completely without any hiccups. It was the most smooth game, a clinic, so to speak. You know, the, the Leafs had a perfect game. They absolutely did not. But Flawless. Justin Hall, not Taylor Hall, though he the looked redemption. like Taylor Hall. Justin Hall. Justin Hall. The Hall star. The redemption tour of Justin Hall. That's right. He just went in there. It was an ugly goal. Just put his stick in front, and then good things happen. And, uh, yeah, it was not the best of games. But the result is the result. And these are the types of wins that, you know, they failed to get last season. And that was kind of the difference why they were playing the absolute Stanley Cup champion wagon of the Tampa Bay Lightning and not the Washington Capitals. Uh, But, hey, that's them's the breaks, and we hope that we keep that momentum going. A lot to talk about with this game for sure. Two points is two points, right? And come come April and March, those two points are going to matter. So let's talk about the game. Uh, later on at the end, towards the end of the stream, we're going to be answering some of your questions, chat. So feel free to get those in. Uh, and while we will be watching the chat and answering them as much as we can. So let's jump right into it. So can we agree that the Sens weren't necessarily better than the Leafs, but the Leafs just sucked more tonight, even though they won. They looked like they were just chasing the game the whole game, which I guess oh, they were, most, but... It was most of the game. I mean, you know, a lot of the time, the Leafs kind of looked like they were just... It, it looked like they were a whole new team. Like, it looked like a... It was like they It was like they were all put together all at once, even though, like, the team has not changed functionally in the last, like, four years. Completely the same team. Well, but... Well, but before we move on, want to move on. Do you want to bet? You can do yeah. it at Sports Interaction. Canada Sportsbook. Oh. Football's back, baseball playoffs, and hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made for Canadians, by Canadians. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head now and see all sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please pay responsibly. So are we betting on that game, the Leafs to win it every time? Probably not, right? No. No. I mean, I, it looked like one of those games. At first, you know, like, I mean, the, obviously the win is the win, and we always feel, you know, vindicated by it. But you always feel that underlying, underlying feeling that they didn't really play as well as they could. It kind of felt like they were – a team that was just thrown together. Like it looked like a world junior squad, just everybody just throw them on there. And not a team that's been functionally the same for the past four years. Like they did not change like anybody. Personnel like that, right? Like it looked like they had never played together almost. It was yeah. the first period, especially the part that I got to see when I wasn't stuck on the subway. Um, Yes. By the way, good save on that. And thank you to my Uber driver. Um, Moreover, the game itself in the first period, the parts that I did see were just, just, it was like they were just trying to force anything and it just looked flustered and terrible. Yeah, to Ottawa's credit, I mean, they kept them to the outside a lot. In the beginning beginning of the game, they kept the Leafs 
pretty well stifled. I mean, we were talking uh, during the game that, you know, this is not Ottawa of yet last, Ottawa of two years ago. This is Ottawa. Like there is no easy, there are no easy outs in the Atlantic, not many easy outs in the East uh, aside from maybe the, the flyers, but you know, I mean, even them, I think they, I think they destroyed the Canucks today, but um, yeah, there's no easy outs in this Eastern conference. So you have to be on every single game. And uh, while they weren't, they still picked up two points. Uh, we have to talk about goaltending for sure. Ilya Samsonov looked really, really solid. That's one thing I picked out from today's game. Obviously, only allowing the one goal. And um, the glove side, not his weakness, apparently. Not like somebody else. They kept going glove side, and he kept keeping that puck out of the net. Yeah, it was really nice to see. And he made that huge save, uh, what, halfway through the second and it was probably like the best save that he's made so far where it was like the big flush in front of the net and it was it got the crowd going and everything and they at least really seemed to gain momentum after that which was a breath of fresh air to see because again it looked like the only time that they weren't running around like chickens with their heads cut off sometimes was after big moments like that today yeah absolutely and then i mean the, then again you know like this is us this is a harping obviously we're harping on a win uh, we're, we're pick, nitpicking and nitpicking yeah. because we are damaged people. Okay, this team has has damaged us many years. Um, we we'll only only lives. Uh, they could have won six nothing, and I would have said, oh, like you know, the, you know, they didn't really hold the zone very well. But um, I guess that's because we have such high expectations, and you can tell that by the crowd. I mean, you could tell you could was I remember the first power play. The crowd was like audibly groaning at yeah. the uh, the lack of uh, success going on in those power plays and yep sorry everything okay i'm on here sorry i thought my but uh yeah so obviously there's a lot to take away from this game that was really good uh especially some of the some of the players uh david camp getting another goal apparently he's a goal scorer now all right apparently this guy who had like three like throws or something before coming yeah, to the I Leafs. Think, I think he now had two on his last season forward. with Chicago. I think he had two with his last season with Chicago. And in his first year as a Leaf, he quadrupled his total from the year before. So, you know, I'm not saying he's absolutely going to stay, but I would like him to stay personally. I think that he brings something totally different to the team that we don't really have otherwise. Um, I can't, you can't hear me? That's not good. Uh, is that better? Are we? That's back? better. I, oh, okay. I, 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 I don't know. What, there. I don't know what happened there. Um, I think that uh, Camp is absolutely somebody that, I when he came here, he quadrupled his total from the year before in Chicago. Right? I think he had two goals in Chicago right before he came to Toronto, and then last year he was probably arguably one of our most reliable players and most consistent. Right? You always knew what you were going to get, Mister Defensive, and the goals that he did get. He he lit the crowd up and really, really seemed to get some juice from that, which was awesome to see. I hope he stays for a long time because, again, he doesn't. He has something that I don't think a lot of guys on the Leafs really have. Yeah, it's a great two way, a great two way presence for that fourth line. I mean, now the Leafs kind of have a four line team, and that yeah. is something that for a long time uh, they they always seem to. There's always that fourth line. They always have to kind of like mishmash it together. They're you know, there's those years they made those trades for like Thomas Plakanich, which was like, why are you doing? And then the year before was Brian Boyle. And those two second round picks out the yeah. door to bolster for a nothing. fourth line. For nothing, right? For nothing. 
But, you know, now you have a really defined, uh, really defined identity there. You know, we have Camp, you have Obey Kubel, the, the breaker of the Stanley Cup to, yep. to bring the cup to us. Yep. And then we, oh, yeah, and then, you know, you have that really good defensive presence down there. And then somebody else, you know, somebody that was always, you know, oh, you know, whipping boy of Leafs Twitter is uh, obviously William Nylander has looked fantastic out there. Obviously, obviously scoring the tying goal, the 2-2 goal, one goal, is a go-ahead goal. And he's looked fantastic. He's been everywhere, absolutely everywhere these last couple games. Has himself two goals. And uh, I feel like he, he's really, his presence is really being felt. And he put on, what, like 10 pounds of muscle over the summer too, right? And he's he's been arguably like one of the best players in the top six. Like Matthews has looked okay. And, and Bunting, when he's had his good moments, they've been really good. But the the first line just doesn't seem to be clicking the same way as it was last year, which is, I mean, not surprising, but maybe slightly worrying. You know, he's not on the road to 60 quite yet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he did have, I mean, we, I think it's hard to forget that he did score the game winner against Washington because it was not a Matthews goal. It was a very put my stick out. And hope for the best. Yeah. A, uh, I'm going to embarrass your entire team and just rip this thing to shreds. Yeah. Type goal. So um, he's still on pace. You know, he's still got his pace there, but uh, lots of games it is left. Awesome. Those goals can come in, in waves. Yeah. In a, so. Again, it's always hard. You know, it's always hard for us. You know, we want to have these good takes. We want to make, we want to make some proclamations, but uh, it's a long season. Like, I mean, the Leafs last season played like three different seasons. If you if season, they started off looking like, oh my god, this team is going to be blown to shreds. Yep. And then, you know, then they came back, and you know, there's always going to be these uh, highs and lows. So, beginning of the season is just a matter of um, looking at each game as it is, and then. You and know, sometimes we'll, watching uh, games like this. Yeah. So, you know, you, you know, you hope for better, but you know, again, at the end of the day, you know, at least they're better. Their bad was better than their bad. If well, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And you know, an ugly win is still a win. Right. And I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say that I feel like we're going to plan the parade yet. Um, but I definitely feel like if they can get some of their stuff together, Justin Hall, all of a sudden has decided that he is, you know, a two-way defenser, defenseman and is jumping up in the rush and Muzzin too. Like he was, he's, if he's getting below the goal line, he's, he's shooting basically. And there was a lot of movement on it. And at the beginning of the game, it did look very flustered, but as the game went on, they did seem to settle into some form of rhythm, which looked nice, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, one thing that, uh, and then, you know, we had a news drop earlier this game, you know, it looks like the goalie controversy has been solved. Uh, looks like Ilya Samsonov, Samsonov going to say it right one day. One um, day. The problem is it's it's been trained into our minds. I know. I, I've been conditioned already. Yeah. So Ilya Samsonov is going to be our goaltender for the foreseeable future, at least four weeks from yep. what I read on Twitter. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's kind of the solution to the goalie controversy as of now. now Matt Murray going down in practice with uh, probably the worst injury for a goalie being a groin slash doctor. Doctor? Doctor. I had to Google that because I was like, I think I know what this is, but I want to make sure. And then, yes. of course, it says the average recovery time is between four and eight weeks. So could be four weeks, could be Christmas. 
Well, considering you considering goalies do the splits about 10 10, you probably want to get that thing right. Yeah. Um, a lot of go down um, for a long time with those um, groin injuries. Um, I've never pulled one of those, but there used to be there used to be a gym called the adductor. And, you know, you just you, you put it in there and it just, just if you do it wrong, you're in big trouble. Yeah. But uh, so it looks like Ilya Samsonov is going to be the starter. Um, we liked what I saw here today. Um, um, I mean, you think I, I, you know, you always wonder like the psychology of these players to where like, you know, what will positively motivate them? So would it be, you know, some people by competition to say, oh, I have to bet better myself and be better than this person. But um, you might also have a case where, you know, pressure might get to them. Yep. Now, yep. crease is his functionally. That's his crease. It's going to be that way for a while. So I, you know, you'd hope that that's going to positively motivate to where he can settle you know, down, settle down. Like, I don't know if you've, you know, whenever you're in a job and, you know, you feel, feel, that external pressure some people it does not work for some people and you know you once you get comfortable you can say oh this is my crease yep this is my team for this foreseeable future better or worse so and now you we'll have see. to take it back from me right and that's gonna be the case samsonov is or yeah samsonov is young enough that you know if he gets that i mean we don't want to look too far in the future but if he can take that opportunity and run with it then that's going to be great for him and for the leafs in the interim right like I mean, we're lucky that Shelgren was able to back him up today. He got hurt yesterday in the Marlies game. He got run over in the net. And uh, I actually had to Google, like, the next people that were available. And Keith Petrozelli would be available, but he played earlier today. And then the next closest guy is, like, Dennis Hildeby, who's playing in the Swedish league. So not exactly somewhere that's just around the corner that you can go get another backup in case, you know, someone else gets hurt again. And on top of that, you know, Murray getting a groin injury, while it is I, arguably the most common injury for goalies to have, that's what took Campbell out multiple times last year and the year before. Freddie, too, right? Like, it's Anne Morazic. Like, I see groin injury now, and I'm just full of dr existential dread from the inside eating me up like tiny little scarabs. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, That's that seems to be the... Uh... Achilles heel, even though that's a different body part, but it's that's the Achilles heel. Wasn't it last season where they literally like got a U got a U to just sit on the bench? Yeah. That's last season yeah, where it was literally like a like a U of T goalie. It was like 18 like, years hey, old. Ready for your midterms while you sit on the bench. Um just uh just you know, be aware you might have to go in there. But uh, but Yeah, you don't you don't really wanna But then again, hey, you know, sometimes sometimes can work on the Scotiabank Arena as we've seen. You got to bring that up, eh? You just oh, we have to. But um, Ilya, Ilya Samsonov, you know, I think it's the first time we've had such a like a goalie that's been like twenty five under twenty five, twenty five. You know, could reasonably be a part of be the future goalie. Like, you know, we've had younger goalies, but it was not they were all not at that level. Like a lot of the starters, like when we got when we picked up uh, uh, Anderson, he was about 27, 28 years old. So yeah, having something that young in the net is also kind of exciting. Exciting. What's one storyline I'm really following this season is, you know, can we find this guy who can be the goalie for the league for a decade? Because we haven't had that. We've had these stop gaps. We haven't you know, had it in ages. I can't, like, uh, even just trying we to remember the last time we had somebody that we drafted and 
like brought up, then Joseph Will was supposed to be that, right? And then all of a sudden, that's off the table. Felix Potvan, I believe. And yeah. well, James Reimer. James Reimer was drafted and and that position. Yeah, but he didn't stick around, right? I'm saying, like, what if we had a Tuka Rask esque situation or Mark Andre Fleury yeah. for the longest time being in Pittsburgh, well, right? Like we did have that Tuka Rask esque situation and um well we don't we didn't have that anymore. I might still be salty about it. Maybe a little what, bit. Funny enough, um, you, you know Andrew Raycroft. Uh, you know what he? You know he's a he's a nest, he's a reporter for uh, for New England Sports Network. Yeah, for the Boston Brewers. I just found really? this. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh. You look him up there. Yeah, shout out Andrew Raycroft. Come on the show with us uh, for a Bruins game. We can uh, we can you know we can talk reminisce. about it. We can reminisce together. Reminisce. I, I don't think he'd want to be do media in Toronto. Uh, no. I'm pretty sure. I feel like that's a. I feel like it's kind of his way of uh, getting a getting a little back at us there. You know, doing some. Doing some destiny. Yeah, he has a Boston podcast. Wow, traders. Yeah, traders. Food for thought, man. You know, food for thought. Oh, uh, and yeah. then we should go for James Reimer just to make Steve jealous. Oh, I think Steve would be quite happy with Imagine. that. You know? Oh my gosh. I think I, I like I like a good redemption arc. You know. Oh you know, yeah. Imagine he comes in and just you know wins us a Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah, come on. I don't think Steve could handle that. I, I think I think he would just happy I think cry. And James Reimer, I think it just, it would be. It would be too much. It would be a lot. That'd be, that'd be it. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, you know, even like Va- Tampa has Vasilevsky and Winnipeg has Connor Hellebuck. I would do awful things to be able to like swap Hellebuck for Murray. Could you imagine? What would that cost? What do you think? If uh, if we wanted tomorrow, if Kyle Dubas went to Winnipeg and they were like, okay, listen, we want Hellebuck. What's it going to cost? What do you think the cost is? It would be all the, it would be like probably like the prospects, the top prospects you were thinking of, you know, it'd be like Nice, Robertson, Toppy Niemela, and first, and a goalie. Yeah. Um, not to say, I mean, listen, if, if he's doing, if he's doing well enough where you think you can win the Stanley Cup, then I might think about that. But then again, goalies are absolute voodoo. Yeah. Um, you just, you just know what you're going to get with a goalie. I mean, look at Carter Hartley. He was brought in, brought in. He was supposed to be, he was like, you know, the they, savior. He, <laughs> he was he was the savior because Canada has not had a goalie. Um, I do not know the last goalie that Canada really had. Carey you know. Price would like to have a word with you, actually. Carey Price, that's right. I might I might scrub. Yeah, well, Montreal fans can be angry with me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if Montreal fans are watching the stream, but maybe I, I think Andrew might be watching and he might be angry at us. So that wasn't um, me, Andrew, just saying. But yeah, so you see, and then Carter Hart the next season and so that's it's one of those things so hard to determine like being an nhl gm like how do you even just decide a goalie you're like you just well hope for the best this guy has a this guy looks like he stands up and let's get him i don't know how they evaluate goalies that's because none of them come from the first round all a lot of them come just from the late rounds yeah i think it's literally just luck i think this guy has a cool name and he's big and and moves quickly let's see what he can do (laughs) How quickly does he catch his phone when he drops it? That should be the real test, right? Yeah, he drops his, he goes, and they just, they just. Mm, that's it. All right, know. should we get some questions? Absolutely. So we'll ask the chat, who do you, so do you think that the Leafs should just maybe keep Murray on LTIR if the injury is long and trade for somebody? Or the chat should let me know their thoughts. That's what I'm saying. Let's look back and see some of the questions that we got here. Uh, uh. 
Got that dog on him. Jack Campbell, former Toronto Maple Leaf, just surrendered the first goal of game between oh. Calgary and Edmonton. I oh. I love Jack Campbell, and I wish him nothing but wonderful things and puppies and smiles because he deserves all of the good things. He's a great guy. He's 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 great. I I just love that per like he just has that kind of personality. He's where like it's a like, human golden retriever where you're golden, just like I just love you. Retriever. He's just like hey guys yeah we played the best best out there. Yeah, you love that. But I, I really did like him. You know, I, I really do kind of root for him in Edmonton. It's the, hard not to. Come on. October, if he can be like last year's October Jack Campbell, where he was like basically Superman and every super live, then Edmonton could be serious, seriously scary. But how long um, can he keep his groin in a great condition playing like October Jack and November Jack, right? Like, that's the thing. There, all good things come with a cost, right? Like eventually the miles catch up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm, you know, we hope for the best for for Jack Campbell and uh, and and next opponents we have coming up. We have the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. And the apparent the alleged NHL team, the Coyotes. <laughs> There's a great comment. Town. Coming to town in Monday, on Monday, right? Yep. Br- ben Kozleg in the chat says, third and fourth liner is so interchangeable, such a luxury. You're absolutely right. I am actually, Ben, you have a great point. I think that having the th- fourth line and third line be able to swap back and forth is going to be such an asset, especially, you know, down down the stretch and later into the season and everything. The third line, like I said last stream last year, was probably the, our most consistent line across the board. Like you just didn't have to worry about it, and can we call the Ben also says can we call the fourth line the five guys line? That's hysterical, and I am absolutely like, calling them that now. Oh my gosh, that's, I love it. You get applause for that, Ben. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's one thing I wanted to mention too is that like we finally have a third line center. It looks like you know we finally have it set down the middle. You know, I I don't know like with Kampf in that position last season, I felt like you know. As great as he is, you know, offense is not his strong. Like he was really tough on offense. No, so well, he yeah, gotta, but he was also unbelievable in the faceoff dot as a center too. Yeah, having the interchangeable like that's the thing. Depth is going to be paramount because people get injured a lot in hockey. I'm not sure if we know that, but that's the thing. When you have a lot, that yeah, having that depth is going to be absolutely paramount for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It'll yep. be if that again in the playoffs, if you can do that, if you know that I mean, we haven't really seen a lot of like third and fourth line scoring so far. Kelly Yarncroke had a good had a good goal the other night. That was that was nice to see, and he got rewarded for all the hard work he's done. Yeah. Active. I, re- I really like that pickup. That's gonna be under the radar pickups. That's one thing that Kyle Dubas has actually been really good at. Yeah. Um trades are another thing. Um, and you know, letting random players go is another thing. But you know, it's it's good we when you see I think we mentioned this before, but when you see guys like, you know, where we get these guys kind of like free wallets, so to speak, so to speak, get Dennis Mulligan, get these guys on free agency, it kind of makes up for the ones that get away. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot of them. Lots of them. Like, you know, Marchment, Mason Marchment, of course, would have been, is like everything the Leafs could have possibly needed. And then, you know, of course, they had Jared McCann for about a week. I'm still not over that, by the way. I'm absolutely not over that. I'm like, why did you trade? For this guy, he's got 70 points, he's got 26 years old. Seattle Kraken leading goal scorer. Jared and then you're McCann. like, you're like, no thanks. I will just keep this 
you know, this third random. pairing defenseman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get the logic of that. I, if somebody can explain it, I, I, when I saw that happen, I was like, I was like, I tried to think, I'm like, like, how can I defend this? And I cannot be defended. There was no defense. I mean, I guess in that situation, I guess the least probably go with the, the evil they know, right? They knew who Alex Kerfoot was and they, what they were going to get. And maybe they had more question marks with Jared McCann. So that's what they were comfortable with. Um, I mean, I think that Kerfoot's going to walk at the end of the season if he's not traded. And Callie Yarncroke, I think, is going to take over the role of Swiss Army Man. And I think that they should use the money that they get from that to either sign a better goalie or to extend camp. Because I think that camp is, again, there's so few players, not even on the Leafs, but just across the league that play the way he does. I think he un- def- defensively, he's super underrated. He's super fast. He doesn't have a great shot, but he is really good. At, he's got great positioning. He's got always got a good stick in the way, blocking off lanes and everything. And like, yeah. I really do think that in a very small, hard to pin down kind of way, David Camp has something that a lot of players don't. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I also wanted to uh, talk about the opponent there. What did you think? What did you think? I mean, I like I I don't root for the Sens because they're the Senators, but I always want to like that. You know, it's nostalgic to see, you know, a good Sens team and a good Leafs team. We haven't seen that in 20 years where both teams, where it was like an equinox of them being good at the same time. It's been a long time since any senator gave me nightmares like Danny Heatley. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember that. And then that top line, that top line of Heatley, uh, Heatley, it was was Heatley, Alfredson. And who was it? Who's the third one? I'm blanking so hard. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, I hated this sense, so I made a point to not remember anybody, but I could not avoid Danny Heatley. Oh my gosh, that man haunted my dreams. Yeah. Oh, he was a Leafs killer. Um, Claude Giroux had a great game. He got his first point, as, his first goal as a senator, and I'm sure he was glad to have that. I'm not going to congratulate him. No offense. Game over Ottawa, but. Hey, but they're part of the network. They're part of the team, so go watch them after you watch us. Absolutely. Leafs, how much you like Leafs better, but you know, give, give them a watch. They're good. Yeah. They're fantastic. We love them. We love them. And, of course, after tonight's stream, there's going to be game over Edmonton and game over Calgary. And, and full moving slate. the full slate. Anytime you want any kind of hockey to content and there is a Canadian market playing, we're going to – someone, one of us, is going to be live talking about how awesome the game was. Or awful. Or Depending awful. Or both, right? Or both. Sometimes, like tonight, you win the game and you still hate the way your team played. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. But I think that's every I think that's every Leafs game. Uh I don't know. That that last game they had against the Jets last year. I love that game. I would watch that game on repeat if I could. Where he's the, where Matthews oh, scored fifty. Oh my gosh. Or fifty five. Oh, right. oh my god. That gosh. is right. I was, when he I broke was, the record. I was in the building for that. It was working. That it was, was my first Leafs game I ever went to in person. Oh, good game you picked there, huh? Wow. Right? And oh, I got really yeah. good tickets. I paid. I only had one ticket, and it was off to the side. But it was like eight rows from the from the actual glass. It was like, oh, it was a great experience. Shout out Mike Ross for making an awesome night even better. That night, who is who brought me up to the he brought me up to the broadcasting booth and everything, and I got a picture. Oh, Mike with Ross. Him. Oh yeah. Mike Ross is a beauty. Uh, very nice guy. Very great voice. The man, if you guys don't know, the man who uh, lends his voice to every goal score. He's the PA address announcer in, in the arena. Um, I remember that game when Austin scored the 50th goal. Um, why were people throwing hats on the ice? They just kept throwing stuff on the ice. Like, I think they just were excited. <laughs> I didn't throw my hat. I did not. I did not get back to, 
if this if this passed the first round. He also looked confused that there was hats being thrown. I I, I was confused. What are you doing? The game's not. What are you doing? He didn't score a hat trick. <laughs> I honestly, if this team ever makes it past the first round, like there's gonna be like riots in the streets. They're gonna have to build bigger. Like the, the glass has to be as tall as the as yeah. the. It's gonna be is. like it's gonna be like uh, World War Z, where they climb up the wall all together. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's gonna be absolutely madness. Um, when it happens. When yes, absolutely. And speaking into existence. Absolutely. So we're sort of nearing the end of our stream before we take off here, everybody. Uh, I just want to give a quick quick shout out to two people who have birthdays tomorrow. SDPN's own Chris Johnston, who is running in the Scotiabank Marathon tomorrow. And my sister, Leslie, whose birthday is tomorrow as well. Happy birthday to you both and to everybody that has birthdays today and tomorrow. Um, and every we, day. And every day. Uh, so Game Over will be back on Monday after the Arizona Coyotes game. Uh, again, my name is Lauren. My Twitter is Lauren in the Six. My name is Fuad. My Twitter is at Fuad underscore sports, I think, because I'm newly new to Twitter. But yes. uh, follow it. Very and I'm going to pain you. So, yeah, that is it, everybody. I hope you guys had a great night and you enjoyed adventure back and forth about this confusing game. Yep. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. And we will see you next time. Peace out. Take care, everybody. Have a good night.